Thank you, Jesus. Only you. Thank you, Lord, this morning. You are indeed a faithful God. Lord, my heart tests to know you this morning. My heart longs to know your goodness, your wonderful kindness, your love that is so amazing. The Bible says that you loved us so much. You gave us your only begotten son. You gave us Jesus. Father, we say thank you. Thank you for your goodness, Lord. Thank you, O God, for the benefits that you have prepared for us today. Your word says that you daily, daily load us with benefits. And so for the benefits of today, for the blessings of today, for the mercies of today, for the love of today, Lord, we say thank you. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for the gift of the relationships that we share. We give you all the praise. Once again, Lord, in your presence today, we ask that as we read and as we study together, Lord, be glorified. Let us be blessed in your word today. Let someone learn something powerful and important in your presence today. Let your name alone be glorified. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. All right. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone listening in. This morning, I am Murphy Eyenike. I'm sharing devotion with you today. Hope you're doing well and you're doing great. All right. So we go straight back in. To our reading of the book of Joshua. Today uh, we will be taking Joshua chapter 17 and 18 and before you know it we are almost through with the book of Joshua. I don't know about you I've been blessed and I've learned even here with the history of the children of Israel and how they, con- they were able to conquer the land. So in Joshua chapter 16, um, we read yesterday, we saw how Joshua continued to allot the land, allot the land, you know, to the children of Israel. God had told Joshua, Joshua, you're getting old and there's still so much to do, okay? Uh, Because there's still so much to do, uh, Joshua allot, Joshua allot the land the remaining part of the land uh, to the children of Israel who were supposed to then go on ahead to fight and take and take and take the land you know so um for me today of course so one of the things i pointed out was the fact that for almost every tribe they could not drive out a portion of the people uh, living on their land on the land that had been allotted to them and that became a problem to practically every one of them. Practically every one of them. Okay, so a big lesson. And we did say yesterday that for us Christians today, Jesus has given us the complete victory. But what if 
you know, um, you know what God has said concerning you. Just keep this in mind, for example. You know what God has said concerning you, um, but you just think you can't attain it. So they know what God has said. God has given them this portion of the land. They know that God said he will fight their battles for them. You know, but they were just doubting whether it was possible for them to do it. And I think that's part of what we will see today. So Genesis chapter 17, we'll see the lands allotted to Manasseh, um, um, given to Manasseh, and we'll see how that impacts impacts him. And then in Genesis um, Joshua 18, we see the allotment of the remaining parts part of the land. Okay, so let's read. The next allotment of land was given to half, to the half tribe of Manasseh, the descendant of Joseph's older son. Machai, the firstborn son of Manasseh, was the father of Gilead because his descendants were experienced soldiers. Note that his descendants were experienced soldiers. The region of Gilead and Bashan on the east side of the Jordan had already been given to them. So the allotment on the west side of the Jordan was for the remaining families within the clans of the tribe of Manasseh, Abiezer, Elek, Azrael, Shechem, Ephah, and Shemida. Uh, these clans represent the male descendant of Manasseh, son of Joseph. However, verse 3, Zelophidad, a descendant of Ephah, son of Gilead, son of Machai, son of Manasseh, had no sons. He had only daughters, whose names were Mala, Noah, Ogla, and Ogla, Milka, and Teza. Uh, these women came to Eliza the priest, Joshua son of Nun, and the Israelites' leaders, and said, The Lord commanded Moses to give us a grant of land along with the men of our tribe. So Joshua gave them a grant of land along with their uncles as the Lord had commanded. I remember when we took this part. Of, of the story right when they came to initially came to Moses and I mentioned the fact that these ladies were literally blazing the trail they started something that had never been done in Israel and I remember we, we, we took that lesson then that don't let anyone tell you that anything is impossible unless God says it's impossible and I'm telling you God will never tell you that anything is impossible. If you set your heart to do it, uh, by God's grace, you will achieve great things. Verse 5 says, As a result, Manasseh's total allot allocation came to 10 parcels of land, in addition to the land of Gilead and Bashan across the Jordan River, because the female descendants of Manasseh received a grant of land along with the, with the male descendants. The land of Gilead was given 
to the rest of the male descendants of Manasseh. Verse 7. The boundary of the tribe of Manasseh extended from the border of Asher to Mikmetat near Shechem. Then the boundary went south from Mikmetat to the settlement near the springs of Tapwa. The land surrounding Tapwa belonged to Manasseh, but the town of Tapwa itself on the border of Manasseh's territory belonged to the tribe of Ephraim. From the springs of Tapwa, the boundary of Manasseh uh, followed the Canal River to the Mediterranean Sea. Several towns south of the river were inside Manasseh's territory, but they, act- but they actually belonged to the, to the tribe of Ephraim. In other words, even in the allocation of the land, you know, Manasseh and Ephraim were practically joined together. Remember that uh, they were brothers. Uh, these are the sons, sons of Joseph. And so even in their allotment of land, you know, they were literally, literally, literally joined together. Yes, it says several towns in the ravens were, you know, were inside Manasseh's territory, but they actually belonged to, tri- to the tribe of Ephraim. Let's take verse 10. In general, however, in gen- however, the land south of the raven belonged to Ephraim, and the land north of the raven belonged to Manasseh. Manasseh's boundary ran along the northern side of the raven and ended at the Mediterranean Sea. North of Manasseh was the territory of Asher, and to the east was the territory of Issachar. So one of the things that you'll find interesting if you get a good a good um, Bible, or you could just Google this, okay? Um, you can get a good map that shows you the territory and division of the land as we are reading, so that you see how each tribe was located in the land at the t- during this time, not presently, okay? Uh, the present-day Israel is a whole different story. Uh, verse 11 says, The following towns within the territory of Issachar and Asher, however, were given to Manasseh, Bethshan, Iblim, Dor, that is Naphoth Dor, Endor, Tanak, and Megiddo each with their surrounding settlements. Uh, but, the set, but the descendants of Manasseh were unable. So you see this challenge. Again, even with Manasseh, practically every tribe, verse 12, but the descendants of Manasseh were unable to occupy these towns because the Canaanites were determined to stay in that region. Later, however, when the Israelites became strong enough, they forced the Canaanites to work as slaves, but they did not drive them out of the land. Hmm. And they did not drive them out of the land. And this, like I said, became a huge problem for the children of Israel because these people then began to influence them. Their children in their children intermarried, you know. There was cross culture, and of course, naturally, um, <laughs> somehow the negative would just tend to influence the positive, uh, even more. But they did not drive them out of the land. Verse 14 The descendants of Joseph came to Joshua and asked, 
Why have you given us only one portion of land as our homeland when the Lord has blessed us with so many people? And you need to know that, right? I remember when we did this study, I told us, look, just pay attention to Jacob's blessings on his children in Genesis chapter 49. Uh, You will see that those nations that he blessed, you will see how those, um, you will see that the clans that he blessed, you will see how much they prospered. Of course, he made, literally made Joseph his firstborn, right? Uh, Because he splitted, uh, okay, his children into two and gave the children each you know, a, um, an inheritance. So uh, automatically, um, the firstborn gets a double portion. So that was literally, literally what he was doing. And if you look even in the wilderness, as the children, their children begin to come, just join the numbers of Manasseh and Ephraim together. And you realize that Joseph ended up being the biggest tribe, even bigger than, than Judah, that, that um, Jacob had said that scepter will not will not depart from from him. Okay, so very important lesson we learned then. Don't forget that lesson. Okay, uh, bless your children and don't curse them. Verse fifteen. Joshua replied, "If there are so many of you, and if the ill country of Ephraim is not large enough for you, clear out land for yourself in the forest where the Perizzites and Rephaite live." The descendants of Joseph responded, It's true that the ill country is not large enough for us. But all the Canaanites in the lowlands have iron chariots, both those in Bethshan and its surrounding settlements, and those in the valley of Jezreel. Uh, they are too strong. So this was what I was pointing out. God is saying, Go ahead into the land and take the land. Uh, but what they were seeing were challenges. These guys have iron chariots. How were we? How are we supposed to defeat them? Uh, but they for, they quickly forgot that it wasn't their hands that brought down Jericho, and so God fighting with them really. Uh, they could, they would have been able to take this land if they had just completely trusted in God. Verse seventeen says, "Then Joshua said to the tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh." The descendants of Joseph, since you are so large and strong, you will be given more than one portion. The forest of the ill country will be yours as well. Clear as much of the land as you wish and take possession of its farthest corner and you will drive out the Canaanites from the valleys uh, too, even though they are strong and have iron chariots. So very, very funny, right? They just told you that they don't think they are up to this tax. And God is saying, that is exactly what I'm going to give you. You are up to this tax if you will just trust in me. And I'm saying that to someone listening in this morning. Okay, with God, God on your side, you can take on anything. Yes, on your own. Uh, There are a lot of things that can bring you down. But you and God together, uh, uh, there's nothing that can bring you down. Please remember that this morning. 
All right, let's take Joshua chapter 18. Um, so we see the allotment of the remaining land. Now that the land was under Israelites' control, the entire community of Israel gathered at Shiloh and set up the tabernacle. But there remained seven tribes who had not yet been allotted their grants of land. Then Joshua asked them, How long are you going to wait before taking possession of the remaining land the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has given to you? Select three men from each tribe, and I will send them out to explore the land and map it out. They will then return to me uh, with a written report of their proposed divisions of their new homeland. Let them divide the land into seven sections, seven sections, excluding Judah's territory in the south and Joseph's territories, Joseph's territory in the north. And when you record the seven divisions of the land and bring them to me, I will cast sacred lots in the presence of the Lord our God to assign land to each tribe. And the Levites, however, will not receive any allotment of land. Their role as priests of the Lord is their allotment. And the tribes of Gad, Reuben, and half tribe of Manasseh won't receive any more land, for they have already received their grant of land. <clears throat> yes, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave them on the east side of the Jordan River. Verse 9, as the men uh, started on their way to map out the land, Joshua commanded them, go and explore the land and write a description of it. Then return to me and I will assign the land to the tribes by casting sacred lots here in the presence of the Lord at Shiloh. The men did as they were told and mapped out the entire territory into seven sections, listing the towns in each section. They made a written record and then returned to Joshua in the camp at Shiloh. And there at Shiloh, Joshua cast sacred lord in the presence of the Lord to determine which tribe should have each section. Uh, so the first tribe that will be given land will be Benjamin. Verse 11 says, The first allotment of land went to the clans of the tribe of Benjamin. It lay between the territory assigned to the tribes of Judah and Joseph. So right there between Joseph and Judah, you have Benjamin. Verse 12 says, The northern boundary of Benjamin's land began at the Jordan River, went north, of the slope of Jericho, then west uh, through the hill country and the wilderness of Beth Avin. From there, the boundary went south to Luz, that is Bethel, and proceeded down to Ataroth Ada on the hill that lies south of the of Lower Beth Oron. Verse 14. The boundary then made a turn and swung south. So like I have said, you know, you could easily, you know, I want to encourage you to uh, please get a map, get a map and look at as we are reading. Okay, so you could get this easily online. Okay, get this easily online. But as we are reading, you can see how the map is, you know, how the land is allotted to each tribe. 
See, the boundary then made a turn and swung south along the western edge of the hill facing Beth Oron. Ah, no, let me go back. Verse 13. See, from there, the boundary went south to Luz, that is Bethel, and proceeded down to, to Ataroth Ada on the hill that lies south of lower Beth Oron. Verse 14. The boundary then made a turn and swung south along the western edge of the hill facing Beth Oron, ending at the village of Kiriath Abar, that is Kiriath Jerim, a town belonging to the tribe of Judah. This was the western boundary. The southern boundary began at the outskirts of Kiriath Jerim. Uh, from that western point, it ran to the spring at the waters of Nephtoa and down to the base of the mountain beside the valley of Ben-Enon, at the northern end of the valley of Rephim. From there, it went down the valley of Enom, crossing south of the slope where the Jebusite lived, and continued down to En-Rogel. From En-Rogel, the boundary proceeded in a northerly direction and came to En-Shemesh, and on to Jelilot, uh, which is across from the slopes of Adumim. Then it went down to the stones to the stone of Bohan. Bohan was Reuben's son. From there, it passed along the north side of the slope, overlooking the Jordan Valley. The border then went down into the valley ran past the north slope of Beth Oglag and ended at the north bay of the Dead Sea, which is the southern end of the, of the Jordan River. This was the southern boundary. The eastern boundary was the Jordan River. These were the boundary of the homeland allocated to the clans of the tribe of Benjamin. So, Yes, beyond that, Benjamin was also given towns. Verse 21 says, These were the towns given to the clans of the tribe of Benjamin, Jericho, Bet Ogla, Emek Kesis, Bet Araba, Zema Zemarim, Bethel, Avim, Para, Ofra, Kepha Amoni, Ofni, and Geba, 12 towns are with their surrounding villages. Also, Gibeon, Rama, Beroth, Mispah, Kephira, Moza, Rechem, Epil, Tarala, Zila, Ailef, the Jebusite town that is Jerusalem, Gibeah, and Kiriat Jerim, 14 towns with the surrounding villages. And this was the homeland allocated to the clans of the tribe of Benjamin. So eventually, uh, the remaining part of the book of Joshua is literally, okay, the allotment of the land. And we'll continue that with reading, with reading Joshua chapter 19 tomorrow. You know, so what lessons can we take from here today? You know, there's a portion that Jesus has won for you today. So when Jesus hung on that cross, so here Joshua, 
the, their savior in a sense was allotting was dividing the land to them okay um and they had to even fight uh, for us the bible says we have the victory already uh, but you see there's a portion that jesus has won for you jesus said that all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me and that authority the bible tells us in the book of ephesians chapter one that he has given over to the church okay there's a portion god has given to you that you must take possession of notice that god says he has given them the victory but he tells them that they must contend for it so we have the victory also uh, but you must take possession of your victory take possession of what god has given you and as you stand your ground the lord will bless you in the mighty name of jesus i don't know what you are trusting god for i want you to just begin to pray as we go this morning Lord, your portion in me concerning my family, your portion in me concerning uh, my business, your portion concerning my marriage, concerning the fruits of the womb. Uh, your word says that none will be barren in the land. Father, I contend this morning and I take possession of my victory in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I am not like the children of Israel. Lord, because you have won a complete victory for me, so I declare no enemy will be left behind. Okay. Lord, no single um, thing will be left behind in my life. I take possession of every victory that you have won for me in the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you. Thank you because, because our blessings are mine. Lord, our liftings are mine. Mercies are mine. Your glory, Lord, overshadows me this morning. And I will see your goodness in this land of the living. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for your people this morning. Lord, that they will win every, every battle. They will overcome every challenge in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare this morning that nothing will be able to stand in their way in the name of Jesus. For everyone trusting you for something this morning, Lord, let them let it happen for them in the name of Jesus. Let them return with their singing. Let them return with their testimonies. And let all the glory be yours. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. All right, thank you for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.